Well, over the last few nights on the program, we've been talking about the water situation in Australia, and, and I've been trying to point out that there is actually two separate problems here. There's a drought, and then there is water mismanagement. And no more is that evident than in the Golden Valley of uh, Victoria. And uh, Bill Bradley is one of my colleagues from Triple M in the Golden Valley. He's been doing a lot of work on this recently, and is actually... Uh, a video of um, a very, very fired up Bill Bradley on our Facebook page if you want to check it out. But he joins me on the line now. Bill, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking, but it just makes you infuriated that, yes, we've got this drought and you can't make it rain, but mm. when you've got this water source that's actually got water in it mm. and farmers can't use it, it just, I can't get my head around it. Steve, thanks for your time. And I'm, I'm really thankful that you reached out. Um, this is not a drought, Steve. Uh, this, this is a crisis. We've gone beyond the point of a drought because if you had a drought, then there would be, um, you would be able to implement policies to try and change the course of what's going on. It is not like that anymore. We're in a desperate situation where the government have turned their back on farmers. Stephen, I live in the food bowl of Australia, the Goulburn Valley, orchards, dairy farms, all kinds of produce that is produced here. These farms are closing at a rate of knots and it's not a shortage of water. The Murray River has over 50% full. And the channels are full running past these farms into South Australia and the Murray-Darling Basin Plan has not worked. Stephen, the problem is so bad that no one knows what to do. They're all passing the buck saying, oh, it's a, it's a state issue, it's a federal issue, etc., etc." Well, a classic example of that is, and we spoke about this on the program the other night, is that 22 billion litres of water were released into the Barmer or released through the Barmer Choke for environmental reasons. Yes. And nobody knows why. The Federal Minister, Susan Lee, says, well, hang on, it wasn't us. The mm. State Minister in New South Wales, Melinda Pavey, says, well, it wasn't us either. So yeah. who's actually making these decisions? There's a couple of things here, Stephen. So it was 850,000 megs per year are spilling over into the banks of the Barmer Forest and killing the trees, the fish, the animals and the Brumbies. Uh, which is what people like Chris Brooks are suing the MBDA for. Can I also say something? If the Greenies are so good at doing what they do, don't they know that these trees only need a drink once every 10 years? Well, that's, that's the point, isn't it? I mean, if it's an environmental yeah. flow and it's doing more damage to the environment than good, yeah. then what are we actually achieving here? Because, I mean, this, is a, this even goes beyond, and I know you want to talk about this too, the, the international speculators who are yeah. buying and selling water. Hmm. This is water that they're not even getting their hands on. Yeah, correct. So the situation is, and this is a big part of the problem, Steve, is the commodity traders. Now, there is nothing wrong with trading commodities. It's perfectly legal, but there's an ethical consideration here. I've stood on farms that have crops dead 50 metres away from a very abundant water source, which is some of these channels, tens of thousands of millilitres, okay? Now, the situation is, is that these commodity traders from all over the world are getting a free ride on the back of desperate farmers because they're not paying any of the annual infrastructure costs for regulators, uh, for, for areas to store the water, etc. Can I, can I just stop you there? Because this is something that I, I really fires me up, is that mm. farmers are paying for water allocations Correct. that they can't get. Yes, over $100,000 a year. So you can imagine um, how, how incensed they are, the fact that this water that they are paying for rightfully, they're not allowed to drop. The commodity traders are basically trading this water without having to pay any of these costs. And you can be anywhere in the world and trade in this water. They're getting a free ride, as I said, off the back of desperate farmers, who literally the water is running past their farm, Stephen. It's running past their farm. Wouldn't that drive you insane? 50 metres away from this, they have their dead crops. And if you touch any of that water, you'll be called a thief, you'll be arrested. 
Uh, and uh, I mean, mate, Bill, let's put yeah. it. In, I want to put this in perspective for people that might qu- not quite understand what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Imagine having to pay a fee, an annual fee, for the right to drive into a service station, but mm-hmm. then not being allowed to fill your car up with petrol. Correct. That's what we're talking about here. Exactly right. What I, the best way it was put to me, the most simplest term you can understand, is that you're in the middle of the desert. You are starving, thirsty. Uh, sorry, you're, you're very thirsty. Uh, there's a big bottle of cold water right in front of you. You have plenty of money to pay for it but then you're not allowed to drink it. And this is exactly what's happening on the farms. The story, Stephen, that I could tell you, which, which I can't say, but that video is just a small piece of the pie. I've got many more videos that well, I'm going to be uploading that are, that are very similar to this. Well, mate, keep us posted because we'll I keep will. sharing them on our side as well. Thank but you. tell us about this farmer that's got this uh, launching this class action against the Murray-Darling Basin Authority. What's he hoping to achieve? So what he's, what he's doing is he's got 725 farmers on board. He is suing the Murray-Darling Basin Authority for gross mismanagement of water. The situation is uh, full well, and there's a few things here that he's suing for. The the main thing, as I said before, is the 850,000 megs per annum that are spilling over the banks of the Barmer Forest and killing the trees, the fish, the animals, and the brumbies. You may have heard the story about Kate McBride, the young 21-year-old um, from central New South Wales that was yeah. on Q&A. Um, you know, he's, he's been speaking a lot with her. It's just so desperate. Uh, the growers in the north seem to be getting a lot of the water, the almonds and the cotton, because they need a lot of water. Mm. So what the Murray-Darling Basin Authority Agreement has done is ensure that the big corporate end of town, uh, the big agribusiness, like the almonds and the cotton, can afford the water. And basically, the Murray-Darling Basin Authority uh, is, is allowing this to happen. And they're taking the water from all different sources um, to, to ensure that the, the big money are getting their water. What is the answer here? Because New South Wales, the New South Wales government is threatening to go it alone, tear up the Murray-Darling Basin plan altogether yeah. and, and go... And for the southern parts of New South Wales, that'll work brilliantly, but it's mm. going to hurt the, the Goulburn Valley because the water won't get as far as you guys. Correct. The northern parts of New South Wales will suffer because Queensland will then say, well, we'll just turn our tap off. Mm-hmm. How do we make this work? Okay, there's four things that I have, Stephen. Stop trying to fill the salt lakes with fresh water that South Australia don't pay for. That's wasting about 3 million megs per year. Also, what they need to do is stop taking all the conveyance water to run the river just from the grower's pool, which, uh, by my maths, is about 1.75 million megs per year from their storage, our storage, and nothing from the environment. I mentioned about the 850,000 megs per year spilling. This is waste water, because once this water goes near the gum trees, the sap goes into it, and it poisons everything. Mm. The, final, uh, the final two things is stop letting the growers in the north, where uh, a little, little proud is from, take all the floodplain water, which has stopped the darling from flowing, and then expect to make up 720,000 meg shortfall to South Australia, and stop even thinking about taking another... 450,000 megs of water for South Australia because it won't already fit, it won't fit into the already destroyed Murray River. They're just five simple things that you could do with a push of a pen in Canberra, Stephen. So you're a mug radio announcer and you can work this out. Why <laughs> yes. can't the politicians? Can I make it worse, Stephen? I'm also a drummer, which is a double wham. Oh, so you knock uh, twice and still don't know when you come I'm, in. I've yeah, right. got about as much brains as a fence post, mate, um, <laughs> compared to a lot of people. Look, I've been doing so much investigating. All I've done is listen to these people, Stephen. I've given them my ear. I've gone out to their farms in my time which I'm happy to do, and just sat and listened. In radio, you and I talk a lot. It's very interesting when you just listen. And that's all I've done. And I've taken notes. And I've read all the reports. And I've read every email that's come to me and been sent to me. I've read it once, twice, three, four times. I can't stop. I'm addicted to it. Because this is a real fight, Stephen. And the fact that we're not standing beside our farmers... I'll, I'll say this final point for you, Stephen. 
The only way that change will happen is when it affects the consumer's back pocket, as it always does. And when that happens, you see the change. I know for a fact, Stephen, that supermarkets are scrambling for overseas suppliers to meet demand. Because mm. local suppliers, can't, they're not producing anything with no water. And what will happen is when people in Australia, and this is going to happen, mark my words, Stephen, when they walk into supermarkets and see empty shelves, that's what they're going to see. And then you wait to see what happens. Yeah, but I mean, it's a hell of a thing to wait for before anything gets done, isn't it? It's going to happen soon. It's, it's going to be a lot sooner than you think. And people think, I really, I wish I wasn't saying these words, Stephen, but I've seen it. I know the facts and I know that this is coming real soon. Bill, mate, I congratulate you on the great work you're doing. Uh, Thank mate, you, can mate. you, any any information, any reports, any emails you get, forward them on to us too, mate, because we'll take up the fight at this end of the day. Um, and uh, these other videos you do, keep put, feeding them through to us and we'll get a, out to the Australian audience as well. I absolutely will, mate. And I just encourage people to, to watch the video and uh, and leave some comments because we, we, we it's strength in numbers here, Stephen. And I think that there's, I mean, I, as, you, as I said, in two days I had 38,000 views and thousands of shares. This is just the beginning People power is is real, mm. and I think that it's awareness as well, Stephen. I, look, people in the cities, and I'm not having a go at them, but they, they go, oh, it looks like the government is, is, is putting a draft relief package together. None of the farmers down here have received a cent. And so what people do is they go, oh, okay, it's been taken care of. It's not. Yeah. Yep. Same stories I'm hearing, mate. Good to talk to you, Bill. Thanks, Stephen, for your time. That's Bill Bradley from Triple M in the Goulburn Valley, 132710.